This is a podcast for all my single ladies. Cue the laughs, life lessons, and all things love. Welcome to Dating in the Bay. Now, let's get to it. Hey there, happy Wednesday, and I hope you guys are having a great week and also a happy second day of fall. I'm so excited that it's fall. I already have five pumpkins in my apartment, and I'm just overly excited that the season has changed. It's officially fall, new beginnings. And I was actually thinking that dating is kind of like seasons changing as well. So, you know, like winter is cupping season, and now the seasons are changing kind of like a new beginning, a new chapter is starting. And I'm really excited that we're starting this new chapter together here in Dating in the Bay. So we're going to get to my conversation with Jack and Katie from Two Girls, One Broadcast in a few minutes. And they're awesome. They're from Canada. And you guys will have to let me know if you also hear their accents. It was really funny that they thought that I have the same accent that they do because they have far superior accents. And I just love listening to them talk because... Canadian accents are just so, so cool. Um, But before we do that, let's answer the listener question. So this week's question asked me what my most memorable and favorite dates have been. So I would say kind of as an overarching answer that they were always with somebody that I was really excited about and also trying something new and different and not something that was just kind of like a run of the mill type of thing. So let's see, I went on this guy that I dated couple years ago, we went on motorcycle rides and those were just really exhilarating. You feel alive. I think my heart skipped a beat (laughs) a couple times, Uh, but they were so fun. And let's see. Oh, and then I went last year, I went on a couple of dates with this guy and I think it was the third date. We went sailing and he taught me how to sail as well. And he brought a picnic and it was just really fun. Get to chit chat on the boat. And I don't know, I just really enjoy those kinds of new experiences with somebody that you're also really excited about. So if you have a question that either advice or you want to hear more stories, uh, feel free to just shoot me a DM on Dating in the Bay Instagram and I'll answer them in an upcoming episode. All right, I'm super pumped for my two guests today. They hail from Canada and Jack and Katie are the hosts of Two Girls, One Broadcast podcast about relationships, sex, wellness, and spirituality. They've been best friends for 16 years and make each other laugh so much that they thought they might as well share it with their listeners. Jack is 29 and blissfully dating one of their best friends. And Katie is 30, divorced, and happily, but painfully, that's in parentheses, single. So with that, let's get to it. All right, my Canadian princesses, welcome oh. to Canadian <laughs> in the Bay. <laughs> we are so excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. It's so funny. I was downstairs making us drinks, and I was wondering like if you would notice a difference between our accents and yours because I feel like it depends where somebody is from the states. Like I was dating a southern guy, and like we would make fun of each other's accents all the time. But I feel like a lot of the time with people from the West Coast, we don't really sound that much different. It's so funny to hear you say that because I totally hear your accents and I feel like Californians have a boring flat accent but you guys have such a fun Canadian accent so I I love it yeah, yeah I don't really hear an accent with you sometimes I feel like I sound like I'm like a Minnesota like housewife kind of <laughs> so do you want to hear I went to San Fran oh god it was probably like four 
four or five years ago with my ex and we had been dating for like two months maybe and he gave me tickets to go to Britney Spears in Vegas within like three weeks of us like seeing each other and I was like okay well I'd been to Vegas like multiple times and so I was like hey obviously I want to go see Britney and I was like what do you think about us going to Vegas for a night and then leaving the next morning and going to San Fran because I had never been and neither had he and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And it's cheap to fly between. So we did that. And then he surprised me with a hot air balloon ride over Napa Valley. Whoa. So I haven't done any wine tastings, but I've seen Napa from the air. <laughs> did you guys have wine in the balloon? Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, Lily. But it well, was really early in the morning. It was like oh. seven. Was it scary? No, I don't remember being that scared. We had an interesting landing, but like we landed in a vineyard, which I don't think was supposed to happen. <laughs> but the guy that was flying it was like a pro, so I wasn't worried. Wow, my heart rate just went up a little bit. It was mm-hmm. such a cool experience. Wow, yeah. you're brave. Right? Well, he'd already bought it. <laughs> it's like, it's happening. <laughs> Jack's just like signing the cross, I guess this is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> oh geez okay so you have a boyfriend jack mm-hmm, she and you're dating one of your best like mutual best friends mm-hmm. it's so nice for me <laughs> can you tell us the story yeah we have been friends for probably about a year and a bit so when i actually ended things with x i was just telling you about um, i had gone to banff which is just a mountain town about four hours um from where we live And we had all gone as a group, but one of my really close friends brought him with them. And so then that's when I kind of got to know him. And then he introduced me to my boyfriend, my current boyfriend. So it's a friend of a friend of a friend. And when we met, it was like New Year's, probably three years ago, but still Mm -hmm. hadn't really hung out. And then we started to hang out more when I ended things with my, well, even actually before my last boyfriend, we had done a lot of festivals together as a group. And then I ended things with my last boyfriend and things kind of started to become a little more romantic, I guess, with us more just like physical, to be quite honest. And we just like talked about how we had feelings for each other in January of this year. And he was like, well, I'm just like getting comfortable with being single. And I was like, yeah, I mean, like I just got out of a relationship, so I'm not in any rush. And then like a month later, we were like dating, I guess. (laughs) and I had told him that I loved him like three (laughs) days before that because I was drunk (laughs) I am a debacle but drunk drunk words sober thoughts it worked worked out yes you're right and it was because then I said it again like the day we decided that we were gonna date and I was like okay maybe I should stop saying it (laughs) so then I did stop saying it and then about two weeks later he said it back Oh my gosh, I love this. I know. So yeah, we've been unofficially dating since January and then officially dating since about mid-February. So we spent, like, the three of us have spent all of quarantine together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And yeah, it's nice for me because, like, you always worry, right? Like, I have terrible taste in men, so I'm sure Jack worries about what I'm going to bring home. So it's nice for me that she's dating one of my best friends because now the three of us hang out and I don't feel like a third wheel. I think he feels like a third wheel. (laughs) We should have brought him on the podcast next time. Oh, yeah. we have plans for him. <laughs> we, can, we can grill him. We're going to put him in the hot seat for sure. Yeah. Okay, so uh, our theme for tonight is friendship. You guys have been friends for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More than half our lives. 
Yeah, that's so crazy. How did you guys initially meet? Well, our parents sent us to an all-girls middle school. So we bonded through pain. (laughs) We wore uniforms and everything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Like got bullied on the bus for wearing kilts. So yeah, we became really close then. And then we went to the same high school. And here we are. (laughs) I'm 30. (laughs) We're living together. (laughs) Oh, no. That's so amazing. I feel like you guys are like, friendship relationship goals like I don't know I just like I love your podcast so much because it's like you guys just do everything together and it's just I don't know I wish I had the best friend that I live with and could just do everything with and not get sick of yeah. I feel very lucky honestly yeah a lot of people that know us but don't know us that well they're like they think it's too much yeah quite honestly and I'm like I'm just jealous mm-hmm. yeah I I'm just like why would you judge a friendship like we we're good together. We do things together. We enjoy each other's company. Like what is wrong with that? Even though we do spend a lot of time together, but I'm not too worried about it. As long as my boyfriend knows that (laughs) this is a package deal, then we're good. (laughs) I think the best thing about us is like, especially now that we're older, like we, I think know each other so well that we're able to bring out the best in each other. And I think like, I know Jack has helped me grow a ton, especially over the past few years. Like I owe her a lot. Her and my therapist, they're in the same boat. (laughs) God bless them. Literally, except Jack does my therapy for free. (laughs) (laughs) Even better. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, so how has that been since I'm sure you guys have been ebbing and flowing of being in a relationship? One of you, maybe you both at the same time are single or both not, or kind of how is that, how have you maintained that friendship and balance and have there been times kind of where you kind of tripped apart and then you come back together or has it always been like thick as thieves kind of thing? Quite honestly, we have not been in a relationship at the same time. Yeah, not really. Yeah. So her longest relationship, we actually had drifted apart during that. So like our very early 20s, there were probably like two, three, four years where like we would meet up every once in a while and like there was no bad blood between us, but we just weren't that close. And I was married. (laughs) Yeah, I want to get into that too. Yeah. But we reconnected after I got engaged, like really. and then. Yeah, like she was the only person that I really felt like I could talk to when I was kind of dealing with like my marriage breaking down. And I just glommed onto her (laughs) for moral support. And now I think we're closer than we ever, ever were when we were younger. And I think especially because we had some of that time apart and like obviously had other friendships and like did a lot of growing up now that we're close again. It's like... I think we saw what we needed in a friend Mm -hmm. uh, when we were apart and probably realized that that's what we could get from each other. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I have other friends, but none of them are nearly as close or know half of what she knows about me. And it's not just because we live together. When I was dating my last boyfriend, she was over quite a bit. I lived with him and like they were friends. Mm -hmm. So that worked out nicely. And like that kind of has been the case. Like most of the people that I have dated, she's been friends with. And like we've been able to hang out and go on trips together and things like that. And then her boyfriend situations haven't, we haven't really had that opportunity because hers have been either long distance or a um, debacle, to be quite honest. <laughs> I was hoping she was going to yeah. come in. I've had many like non relationship relationships. So I call them situationships. Many, yeah. the real serious situationships here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they haven't really interfered. <laughs> Well, yeah. So how has that been though? Because I mean, like, if if you are in a long-term relationship with someone that's far away and then you're with your friend who's with somebody, how's that kind of, I feel like that's kind of an interesting dynamic. 
I think that if we weren't as strong as we were in our friendship, then maybe that is something that could cause some cracks. Like there could be jealousy or like me feeling like I'm neglected or all these kind of things. But I don't know. Somehow it just works for us. Like I never feel like I'm the third wheel. I never feel like Jack is like ignoring me for a guy. She's very good about like keeping a balance in her life. Like we've all done it where like we get a boyfriend and we kind of like go into nesting mode and ignore our girlfriends for a few months. Jack's never done that to me or in general. Yeah. And I think definitely when I was younger, I was that girl who would like get a relationship and I would just be like, this is the only person I want to spend time with. Like, who are my friends? I don't have them. Like, it's just so, so unhealthy. But for me, it matters not more than the relationship, but it's so important to keep your friendships. And I want that for my partners too, because there's just some things that you don't talk to your boyfriend about or they don't get it and you need your girlfriends and really if it doesn't work out with your relationship who's going to be there for you when it's over it's your friends yeah and that's I think something huge that I've learned like I have had a few relationships over the past few years and every single one of them I went into it thinking this was going to be it and then it turned out not at all being it and I'm just so thankful that like I kept close friends especially Jack because yeah like she said like what do you do if you kind of just find yourself in this relationship and all of your other relationships drift away and then that doesn't work out for whatever reason and you're so much more alone than you would have been. So it's not that I like would ever go into a relationship thinking that it's going to fail. It's just like it's so important to remember that balance. Like you deserve to have your own friendships. You deserve to have hobbies outside your relationship. Like you deserve to be your own person even though you're in a partnership with another person. Oh, totally. And this is the first time that I've lived with a friend while I've had a boyfriend, especially at this age, because things move so much different now, like in our late 20s, early 30s, like things move differently. And like he does spend a ton of time here. So I find like the biggest thing, and hopefully she feels the same, is that we we communicate about it. And Mm -hmm. I, I often ask her like, you know, is it too much? Are you okay with him being here this much? Do you want him to contribute? to groceries. Like we've, we've had those types of conversations so that it kind of feels like it's equal. I would hope like not just me saying like, he's here and that's too bad for you. It's he's here (laughs) and I want him, like, I want you to want him to be here. So how can we kind of, and it's easy because she's friends with him. So it's it's been Mm -hmm. a fairly easy slope, but you got, you do got to talk about those things. Yeah. Yeah. So does he have a friend to set up for Katie? So... (laughs) What a lot. Been there. Been there, done that. Been there. Mm-hmm. So, yes. We're like, there's a larger friend group I'm at hand. Some wine. Yeah, I'm like, there's a larger friend group at hand. And um, myself and one of his friends did have our little fling, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a forever fling. And like, there's no hard feelings. Like, we're still really good friends. And he actually has a girlfriend now. who, And I'm really happy for him. So, secretly breaks my heart. Oh, I know. Because I love him too. Yeah. So tell me about your recent dates. I want to hear about the lumberjack. So me and the lumberjack never actually met in person. We matched on hinge. And like, I've been saying forever that I want that like lumberjack aesthetic. And I'd actually met, right. I'm like, I just feel like I love the beard. I love the idea that you could just like go out into the woods in like a, a flannel shirt and come back with like a Christmas tree or like start me a fire. I don't know. It just like, I love this. <laughs> it's very romanticized in my mind. So we matched and I felt like we connected pretty well right off the bat. So I gave him my number the first day we were talking because I'm really bad at answering people on dating apps. Like I'll not look at it for days at a time and just like not intentionally, but kind of ghost guys because I just don't pay attention. 
So we were texting for a couple days and then he called me one night. So we had like a 45 minute conversation on the phone and it went really well. And then he called me again the next next night. And this is where like people's walls start coming down and you kind of get to like know who they are a little bit better. So I found out like he kind of thinks COVID's like a hoax. And I was like, I, uh, no, 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 I, uh, I feel, I feel like this is a, it's a big red flag slapping me in the face here. Oh boy. And then he, what did he say? Well, he said like, he's heard from doctors that they're like fudging the statistics and stuff like that. And I was like, I mean, I have an explanation for, for this. If like, he really wanted to get into it, but obviously he just wanted to like talk and not really have me say my piece back. But yeah, I was kind of like, Ugh, after that, because I've gone through that with men before. And I'm just like, I'm just not here about it. Like you can take your tinfoil hat and go deal with that conspiracy <laughs> theory somewhere else. I'll talk about aliens. You want to talk about lizard people for sure, but not the COVID thing. It's just not funny. I'm with you on the aliens, but yeah. Nothing yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> no other crazy conspiracies or anything like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So what did, did you like end it or? Well, then he started sending me very overtly sexual texts, like uncomfortably sexual. I mean, I'll just say it. She asked him what he was doing and he said he was watching TV and that it was going to jerk off. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. And this was like, what, five, six days in maybe mm-hmm. with two phone calls, hadn't even met. She had never said anything sexual to him. Yeah. So, and yeah, there were a, a few other comments that he made along those lines. And I'm just like, it's funny because maybe a few years ago, if I had been in that situation, it wouldn't have like creeped me out the way that it did. But I'm just like, I am 30 years old. Like I am a grown up. I'm not out here looking for like casual sex or friends with benefits or whatever. Like I've been there, done that. I don't need that anymore. And so the fact that someone would just start trying to be like so, so sexual, like obviously he was trying to get me to sext him. I assumed when he made the convers- the the comment about jerking off that he hoped that I was going to ask for a picture or something. And I'm or just like, oh, buddy, one. oh, buddy, you are so far off base. So speaking of like best friends and relationships, I um, literally I gave Jack my phone and I was like, I don't want to ghost this guy because I've ghosted people before and I always feel bad. So I was like, I don't want to ghost him. I want to send him a message. I think we took that from you, my dear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your template because I was like, I need to get better at this because I have so much anxiety about ending things. With, like, It's like the non-breakup breakup text. So I handed my phone to Jack and I got her to text him and then I got her to block him on everything for oh, me. That's good. Yeah. So, so we don't even know what he's like back. Yeah. You don't have to know. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poof, gone. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, yeah, it's weird because I'm like, maybe other girls would have gotten those kind of messages and been like, ooh, like this is sexy and they would have been into it. But I'm just like, I'm just at such a different point in my life now that I'm not into, I don't want to like exchange sexual messages with some dude that I've never met and don't even know if I'm ever going to meet. It's just so bizarre. And I feel like that's become so much more prevalent during well, COVID. Thing, like, and it's like a hockey stick of a graph, you know, which is like keeps yes. getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm like, please. Yeah. You know, I don't really check my apps because I'm like so just terrified half the time of what is going to pop up. Yeah. I feel like you'll be having a conversation about like pulled pork and coleslaw. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, ah, yeah, send me a pic of your ass. <laughs> I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> well, have you read the book attached? No. no. Oh, you should read it. So, basically talks about these like different attachment theories. So part of the premise of the book is that most men who go on dating apps 
are more avoidant in their personality. So they're actually not looking for anything. They're kind of just window shopping, but they're not actually like serious about it. Mm-hmm. But girls who are on it, they can be all, they can be secure, which is like what you want to be, or you can be anxious or you can be a hybrid of like anxious. Yeah. I used to be anxious and I became avoidant. So nice. <laughs> um, really moving up in the world. And so anxious women are really drawn to avoidant men. They basically feed off each other and it creates this like, that's like a self-fulfilling prophecy of the dating apps. That's why it works so well because inherently men, avoidant men are on there. And then, anyways, so the book goes into all of that, but from reading the book and they teach you all these strategies, like how to become more secure, the goal is to not be avoidant or anxious. That's so funny. I honestly feel like I knew that I had, I definitely have like tendencies to have an anxious attachment style. And I think especially a couple of years ago when I first got on dating apps, I became more of the avoidant because I was like a little bitter, I'll be honest. And I was just like, whatever, like, I don't care. Like, that was really just kind of not thinking about the other person as a human being. <laughs> I would like to think now that I'm a little bit more secure. And I, I just like, I think I know myself a lot better now too, which is probably good. I honestly think... The people you date in your 20s, like your your early 20s, like I'm so sorry anybody that's listening to this, but like that is just so you can learn about yourself. Oh, it's just a playground. Nothing oh, yeah. Yeah. Know. Like nothing, it's nothing. Like that's child's play. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even, even 30s, I mean, it's a little bit more serious, but 20s, I feel like nothing counts. Everything is washed away. Nope. Clean slips after that. Yeah. Like I had four I think serious boyfriends in my 20s I don't count myself in my 20s anymore I still am but I feel like I'm more mature than like a 20 26 year old 20, yeah, yeah exactly like I'm almost 30 so whatever I count it as oh, yeah, you're 30, yeah yeah mm-hmm. so like I know more about myself now right like I know what I need what I want in a person and like I'm not afraid to just be like if that's not right for you then this isn't right whereas like Earlier, I would have been like, "Oh, I'll do anything for you." It's like you mold yourself to try to like, yeah, yes. yeah, it so, work. yeah. And no, it doesn't. And like, I respect everyone I've dated, but I'm like, you, unfortunately, were just there to help me learn about myself. Yeah, yeah. I know it's crazy. Like, I same thing. I had like four what I would call like major relationships in my twenties. And like every single one of them, I remember thinking like, I can't see life without this person. Like if I, if this relationship ends, like I just, there's nothing for me. Like I'm going to die. And now I look back and I'm like, I'm so thankful that I'm not with any of those guys because we just weren't right for each other. The thing now is we kind of talked about this before, but like I was so willing to excuse like behaviors and traits and people that I knew were deal breakers for me, but I loved them for whatever reason. And I was just so willing to do whatever it took to make it work that I would just ignore them. It's like, I pretend I do not see it. And I would just like blaze ahead. So I think now if I were to live with somebody, it would be a lot more of a thought out decision. And I think, yeah, just like knowing yourself more and like knowing what you are actually looking for in a partner and what you need, it makes it a lot easier to make those kind of decisions. Like, you you know right off the bat generally if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing just a lot of us really don't listen to our intuition and i am the poster child of this like i have not listened to my intuition <laughs> you have so much wisdom though like both of you i swear we're both very good at giving advice yeah that's the thing i do try that like i try to like especially when i was younger when my friends would try to like talk to me about things or like give me advice i would be very very uh, like defensive almost and I 
think I'm getting better at taking that now because I know that it's coming from a place of them actually caring. And a lot of the time you need to be kind of standing outside of a situation to see it clearly. Like if you're the one that's embroiled in this, like I've had some very chaotic, like toxic relationships. And like, while you're in that circle of like this chaos, it's really hard to identify like how bad it really is. And then obviously now that I'm out of those relationships, I can look back and be like, what the hell did I spend like a year of my life on this for? So I think it's all about the delivery though, right? Like this is true. Friends can have advice. There's a way to deliver it. And sometimes friends are like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they're like, whoa, do you know what I mean? Like there's a way to, to deliver what you're thinking about your friend's relationship to help them Mm -hmm. and not make them feel defensive because Yeah, obviously, if you're coming to say something you don't necessarily agree with who they're dating with or see that there's something wrong with the relationship, a more positive delivery is a better way or just being like, you know, I feel like I see you upset a lot and I don't like that. How do you feel? Do you feel like you're upset a lot? Because relationships are supposed to be, you know, majority happy like something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's a way to share. Yeah. Yeah. I say men's and mm-hmm. always sandwiching with compliments. I found her. Yeah. It's honestly like, like, I find myself like training those conversations almost to more like a cognitive behavioral therapy way. Cause it really is like, you're trying to like lead them yeah, <laughs> to yeah. this. You can't tell, you can't tell someone they're not going to want something that they're not going to want to hear. You have to kind of just like lay out the little breadcrumbs and they'll come to it. Cause I had, I had a partner as well and he was very good at trying to distance me from my girlfriends and my girlfriends obviously saw this and they were like, what the hell is going on? And thankfully I was able to recognize it. I mean, it took me like, I was probably with the guy for a year on and off. It was so bad, but I'm so, so lucky that I was able to recognize that and like lean on those girlfriends who knew that this had been so bad for me and not listen to this guy because they, the guys that are really, really controlling and manipulative, like they will take any little inch, like any little hint of disharmony in your friendships and use it to put a wedge because the less support that you have outside that relationship, the more that you're going to want to stay. Oh yeah. And it also can backfire where if like the girlfriends are too either like portray kind of like together against you or like, Mm -hmm. Or too aggressive, then it can really push you closer to the guy. Yeah, exactly. And so it's so it's such a tricky, sticky situation. It I'm, glad really that, I'm glad that they were helpful and guiding because yeah, it could. I don't know. I feel like I've seen both sides with my own friends. It's always kind of like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. There's been so many times where like even my parents will say something once I'm out of a relationship, and I'm like, why didn't you tell me? And they're like, well do you think that really would have made a difference? And I'm like, I mean, I guess it could depend on what it was and what you were saying and how you said it to me. It may have. I do take influence from my friends, I would say more than my family, but that's because my friends see me more with my partner than my family usually does. But it's still important to hear. And so like, you don't have to be like, I think you should break up with that person. <laughs> but, you know, you can like, be like, Totally. I always think of my friends or family advice as kind of like a little old lady saying it, like in that <laughs> tone. And then I can be like, oh, it's cute. Okay. <laughs> I'm not offended. Oh my God. I love that. Well, ladies, this has been so much fun. I can't believe how fast this went by. I know. No kidding. Know. We're going to have to make this more regular, I think. 
Mm-hmm. We definitely should. We need to put you in the hot seat. Yeah. I'm like, my wheels are turning. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. I'll prepare. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you so much for having oh, us. Thank you. thank you so much. This is so much fun. All right. See you. Thank you guys so much for listening today. It means a lot. I want to thank Jack and Katie for being my guests today. And I want to thank Studio Pod. They're the group that edits and publishes my podcast. I really appreciate them. And yeah, with that, I'll see you guys next week. Have a good one.